0: The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of Lexington Community Radio or its board of directors. The views expressed are solely those of the programmers. You are listening to Off the Cup. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is August the fourth, two thousand twenty-two, four hundred one to be exact. The last time we had a show, we opened the show talking about the Easter Kentucky floods, and that's what we'll start the show with right now. Because uh, that's the biggest story in the world, ever. No, I agree with you. I mean, at least 37 people have died right now, including four children, and hundreds are expected to lose their homes after the flood that was unleashed on eastern Kentucky uh, just last week. It has officially been a week since all of this went down, and it has been pure hell for everybody in eastern Kentucky.
0: Oh, absolutely, and anybody with tiles from eastern Kentucky. The
1: death by county are as follows. In Breathitt County, eight are dead, and Clay County, two are dead, and Knott County, 17 are are dead, including four children who were siblings. Mm. And Amber and I are both from Knott County. Uh, Letcher County had three deaths, uh, Perry County seven. And this was all, of course, from Governor uh, Andy Bashir, who I watched last night. Talk about a governor who has been through it as governor.
0: Oh, look at all the things he's had to experience <laughs> since taking
1: office. From the time he has taken office, he has... He has dealt with COVID. Uh huh. He has dealt with the tornadoes in Western Kentucky. Yes. And now he's dealing with this flood. Three just hum- enormous disasters that have just happened across this uh, state. And I think about in a job interview, tell me about a time (laughs) when you dealt with a stressful situation and how you handled it. And he's done a really good job. I think it's made him a very experienced governor. Oh, absolutely. And and he definitely knows how, how to govern. He says to all the families, we're going to grieve with you. We're going to support you, not just today, but tomorrow and in the weeks, years to come. More than 1,300 Kentuckians have been rescued by first responders. And that's a big number.
0: That's a lot of people.
1: That's a lot of people who have been rescued just by first responders. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says here that the National Guard has conducted more than 1,000 rescues through airlifts in eastern Kentucky following the devastating flooding.
0: Oh, my goodness. So
1: I don't know if you've seen the images of these people getting airlifted. Out. One lady was in her 80s Mm -hmm. getting airlifted. That would give me a heart attack.
0: Oh, I mean, I can't even imagine. You've just been through this, uh, probably the worst experience of of your entire life, and now you have to be hoisted out of this valley and up into a plane. There's no way. Well, I guess not a plane, it was a helicopter, but no way. One resident
1: of Eastern Kentucky said this. He said, I'm 81 years old. I never saw a flood like this in my life. His name was Harold Riley. He said, he watched his trailer. He said, I watched my trailer, I couldn't get to it, and I saw it start moving, and it washed down the creek. Mm-hmm. And so many homes did that. So many homes washed down the creek like a like losing a basketball uh, in the creek.
0: Yeah, like you threw a leaf in the creek, and it was just going on downstream. And those were people's homes, Pres- some of them still inside. Yes, people were trapped in their homes. I don't think—we'll never
1: know what it was like because we wasn't oh, there. I don't,
0: I don't know if I would ever want to know— well no
1: and we we won't know what that's like and the fact that people were trapped in their homes and people were banding together to, mm-hmm. to help them yes. says a lot.
0: It really does. The
1: camaraderie of Eastern Kentuckians, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It makes me so proud to be from there. Oh, absolutely. That's our home. Nobody would do that like they have here. Now, you know, I do think that humanity, people will oh, help each other out. I think that's na- human nature. Yeah, I think it is, too. God created us in his likeness. I do think that a proper person, mm-hmm. which is most people, will help others. Absolutely. And, and we're seeing it in a time like this. President Joe Biden has also approved a disaster declaration announcing federal funding is available to assist in recovery efforts. The president also approved individual assistance for Floyd and Pike counties, bringing the total counties approved to include Brethick, Clay, Floyd, Knott, Letcher, Perry, and Pike. Bashir said that he has that they have also opened three state parks for those who have lost their homes to take shelter. The governor said that more than 200 people have taken shelter at the state parks. You can visit the state's flood resource page for more information on shelters. And the thing about it is Amber yesterday was what 93 degrees outside.
0: Oh my goodness. So yes. many people are
1: still without air conditioning, without electricity, without water.
0: And they're doing manual labor.
1: Yes. So it's important, folks, to make sure you're taking breaks, you're staying as hydrated as you can, because you don't want to make matters worse.
0: And I think they've even opened several cooling centers. Like in, in all of the counties, there are cooling centers and just places for people to go. Just take a minute to breathe.
1: At least six counties have declared uh, local states of emergencies. at Clay, Floyd, Letcher, Owsley, and Pike. Uh, to re- to report any of your missing loved ones, uh, you can do so by contacting your local KSP post, and, and they will help you um, as much as they can. But it's just such a sad situation, and I, I, that's all I've—you know, I've got my family staying with me right now at my house, mm-hmm. and I, I just have heard their stories. They told me that— they, My dad woke up at 1 o'clock in the morning, and it sounded like the creek was an ocean. Yeah. And they went up to the barn, which set up on top of a hill, and they mm-hmm. had to sleep on hay, him and his family, while they watched all of their neighbors' belongings, some houses, some cars, all get washed down the creek.
0: Oh, well, and that's not just neighbors for your family. That's your actual family.
1: Yes. Yes, my neighbors back home. And that's how <laughs> Eastern Kentucky is. Your neighbors are your aunts and your uncles and your uh-huh. cousins. So, you know, you're seeing this, and you hear about the story of the girl who... Stayed out on her roof as the water was rising, and she had her dog clutched yes. to her, and she put her dog in a
0: like a Tupperware container, piece of Tupperware, yeah. to
1: to let the dog float. And then you hear about the family who stood on top of counters mm-hmm. in their kitchen until first responders could get to them because they couldn't even make it outside of their house to climb on the roof. Oh yeah, you got to think if water is already in your house at your ankles, mm-hmm. if you walk outside, it's going to be almost yeah. neck
0: deep. Yeah, it's already up a lot. And by that point, it might be too late. And you got to think, you know, a lot of people, I know one story, you know, that came out was everybody just always assumes that people know how to swim. And this is one of those times that, you know, a lot of people did not have, you know, that skill, you know, swimming's a skill set. And, you know, we know we lost a member of our community because he was unable to swim. And I think that in itself, you know, it just kind of adds injury to insult, you know, to know that our people have not only been displaced. I mean, it's an absolute, you know, madness there, but to know that some people, you know, that's how they passed trying to fight, but they didn't have the skill set to do it.
1: Let me tell you something. Mountain people are the most resilient people I've I, ever met yeah. in my life. Folks, we will bounce back from this. Absolutely. It might not look the same back home, but if anything, we're stronger. Mm-hmm. We're stronger. And I say we because I'm a part of that community.
0: Yes, we've always been a
1: part of that community. And it's sad that the landscape doesn't look like it once did. No. But what matters is that you have your families.
0: Uh, well, you know, when you were kind of rattling off the counties, and I don't know about you, but I used to love listening to those counties, like all be said like that, because you knew it was school getting called off. You know, back in the day, when we have, you know, like snow days and stuff like that. And to hear, you know, on every channel I turn now, weather channel, CNN, you know, those counties are being listed off. And I'm like, wow, I don't get that same feeling I used to get when I used to hear that back in the day. This is this is everywhere.
1: Right. But I do think that we will bounce back. And I do think that we'll come out of this just stronger people. And I, I just, I, the, some good news is power is getting restored yes, for a lot of water. residents. And water cable internet all that stuff is is getting back so slowly but surely it will take time it will take time Uh, Folks, we have a huge show today. I I appreciate you tuning in. It is uh, August the 4th, 2022, 410 WLXU 93.9. We are live. We have Max Duffy coming on the show today, Amber. I know. You bring sports
0: people, and I don't know sports. Well,
1: he was the punter for UK's football team Mm -hmm. and
0: a pretty dang good one. Hi.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to talk to him today on the show, and I'm looking forward to our chat. So I don't know if you know this, but I was asked... Actually, on Max's show Mm -hmm. last week, that just got released. And Now, you know I already knew. Yes. Did you you get a chance to listen to it? Oh, I have several times. (laughs) So, basically, let me give the audience the backstory (laughs) of what's going on. I went to an OVW wrestling show uh, last week. I'm getting my days mixed up because of this flood, but... I went to an OVW show, I believe it was last Saturday. I think so. And I ran into Max Duffy there. I didn't know him. And I went up to him, was hanging out, talking, and we ended up discussing Mark Stoops. Oh, no. (laughs) The audience, and Amber laughs because she knows how I feel about Coach Stoops. And as a person, I'm sure he's a wonderful human being. Uh But as a football coach, I don't think he's any count. So... Max said, I have to have you on my show to tell my audience how you feel about Snoop's. Well, I went on his show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pin it deep. It's a KSR podcast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I went on there and I gave my opinion. Now, <laughs> yes, you did. You 100% did do that. Let me ask you, do you think that I handled that okay?
0: No, I think you did. I mean, you know, of course, we, we've we talked about this on the show before. We know that uh, the Big Blue Nation fans are some of the uh, the best and some of the hardest critics sometimes. I think you just kind of went on there and told people, you can, everybody can't like everybody. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's all I'm going to say.
1: I mean, I, they did set me up as being the bad guy. Oh, I, you were the heel. Yeah, Max, even introduced. He even named the episode "We Are Back with the Guy Who Hates Mark Stoops," which, which is a very catchy title. Oh, and it's very true. He wouldn't lie. Well, nobody, <laughs> nobody is going to listen to a show if it said "We're Back with the Guy Who Loves Mark Stoops." No, people wanted to know what you had to say. Well, the best part is how the fans
0: are reacting to this. <laughs> I'm, I'm, di- I'm loving every minute of it. UK fans can be so mean. Uh, just know we're giggling at you at our house. Well. <laughs> well man, and
1: I'm secretly crying behind behind closed doors. But like people have called me a clown. Yeah. People have called me a dumb, idiot, yeah. delusional. One guy said that he knew that he knew more about quantum physics than I did football. And to Well, I guess that ain't much. To give to to defend myself here, to be fair. Off the Cuff with Adam Banks is not a sports show. No. I'm not a sports guy. No. I am a fan uh-huh. of the sport. This is a show where we have topics talking about where's the most embarrassing place you've ever had to go use the bathroom. And
0: 911 calls. And Come we, on. Yeah.
1: yeah we, <laughs> we've we played some 911 calls. Yeah. So that's the kind of show that, that this is. And it was just hilarious that I got to go in there and play people are treating me like I'm uh, Skip Bayless or something.
0: Well, I just loved it because, you know, you brought you brought a computer over to have us uh, to reset the password on it, and my husband being my husband put, Mark Stoops is number one. And this is before we <laughs> even knew that, you know, that you had went and done all this. So I think it was just, uh, came at the right time. And can, I think, who better to be a heel? Can you believe it's come full circle, though, with the hate <laughs> of Mark Stoops? Like so We knew. We I, knew eventually. I've talked about Mark
1: Stoops and how I disapprove of his coaching. <laughs> For the
0: For the last three years. For the last three years, (laughs) and now I'm
1: getting invited on shows to talk about it.
0: (laughs) We are hoping for all requests.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, so what's going to happen next is we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to have Max, I promise you, in the studio, and he is going to have a conversation with me. So, ladies and gentlemen, stick with us. We'll be right back. everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. And as promised, I have in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Max Duffy. And before I get to Max, I just want to do a little interview, or a a little intro, rather. Max Duffy is an Australian-American football punter for the Pittsburgh Maulers of the United States Football League. He played college football at... The great state of Kentucky for the Kentucky Wildcats. Max was a three-year starter during his stay in Lexington and appeared in 34 games for head coach Mark Stoops. For his career, Max averaged 46 yards per attempt and led the nation in average during the 2019 season. That year, Max brought home the Ray Guy Award, which is given to the best punter in college football to go along with the first-team All-American honors. He is a former professional Australian rules football player uh, for the Fremontal, I hope I said that right, football club in the Australian Football League. He was rated as the number one punting prospect in the class of 2018 by Ray Guy's ProKicker.com. Max, in addition to playing football host a KSR podcast called Pin It Deep with his co-host Miles Butler and Brent Wayne Scott. But happy to be joined now by the man himself, Mr. Max Ducks. Duffy, Max, how are you? That's the
2: nicest anyone's ever been to me, I think, so I appreciate it. Uh, these studios, I can guarantee you, are a lot nicer than the Pin It Deep studios at, at the top of KS Bar, so I, mean, I appreciate that's, this. That's
1: surprising, too, because I told you the KSR just studios in general, it's like the Roman Empire of radio. I really mm. do believe that. But, Max, I just got finished doing your show as well, Pin It Deep, and it was interesting. I went on there as kind of a, a bad guy, a heel, talking about your best friend, Mark Stoops. Uh, what's the feedback been like since I got off your show? Uh, yeah, uh,
2: we uh, we may have set you up a little bit and uh, maybe you know exaggerated one or two things. Not that we ever exaggerate the truth, but never... <laughs> ruin a good story with the truth, as I always say. Um, and, yeah, I can't say it's been, uh, like, real warm for you, to be honest. I think, uh, if anything, maybe uh, you might pick up some listeners just so they can yell at you.
1: Yes, well, I, I got. A, I woke up to a liked picture from—I uh, posted a picture of you, me, and Miles, and Drew Franklin liked it. Drew's never liked any of my stuff ever, so the fact that he liked this photo, I'm like, okay, this is actually—people are listening to this— I got, on my, or I got on your Twitter and was reading some of the comments. People have called me a clown. People have called me an idiot. People have begged you never to have me back on the show. And I'm like, well, maybe I did my job.
2: Uh, You 100% did your job, and we will have you back, I'm (laughs) sure, to have more Mark Stoops takes, especially when we're 9-0 at some stage or something this season. We'll get you back on, and we'll ask if you were super confident about
1: what you thought. So I've got so much to talk to you about, but since we are talking about Mark Stoops, I I feel like that you guys do have, in in real life, a a close relationship. So can you talk a little bit about your Mark Stoops' relationship?
2: There's no doubt. We do. We have a very uh, good relationship, obviously, Probably a little less as it would be now that I'm not playing. Uh, but, you know, if we see each other out or if I s- see something that I think's funny or that he would appreciate, I'll send him a little text. Uh, we became close one day. I tell a story on my podcast. We became close one day when... Uh, I was driving into the Starbucks car park, and uh, out he walked, and he was on his phone so attentively that he walked basically straight in front of me, and if I didn't slam on the brakes, we might not have had a head coach anymore, <laughs> so uh, we've, we've had you know, run-ins close with almost killing each other. He probably almost killed me a few times when I was out in the field, so... Um, no, it's good. And I think he's uh, he's been a great addition.
1: I, I mean, yes, he he seems like a wonderful human being and a guy that you could bond with. Uh, but uh, it, it was fun to talk about him. But Max, let's talk about just your time at UK. You played as a punter. And a lot of my listeners might not listen to a – they don't they might not watch a lot of sports. They might not listen to a lot of sports talk radio. So explain what your main job on the field is as a punter.
2: <laughs> well, I could say my main job, honestly, was just to get front row seats to watch everyone else, to be honest, most of the time, uh, especially if we're winning. I know one game against Louisville, I, I literally didn't touch the field. Um, but, no, basically, fourth down, we can't convert – um, they send me out, and I have to try and boot it as far as I can down the field without getting a touchback. So kicking it in the end zone, um, and I guess I had somewhat success. Um, it was very good of you to say Fremantle almost correctly, Fremantle. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously come from a kicking background of coming from Australia, and then managed to get recruited to come over here, and uh, had a great time.
1: Yeah. So I, I think the first time I met you, uh, I the first thing I, that came out of my mouth. Uh, contrary to popular belief, it was not that Mark Stoots was the worst coach ever. It was, does it freak you out being from Australia, from the other side of the earth? Because to me, if I would just sit down and think about that for five seconds, I would have a panic attack. Uh
2: Uh, Yeah, it does. And I, I say to people all the time, it's crazy that I can come from a country that is literally on the other side of the world, and we can sit here and we know exactly what each other are talking about. 99% of the time. There's definitely some times where I make a reference that people don't understand, or you guys make maybe a reference that I don't. But uh, it is pretty astounding. And honestly, uh, I can't wait to go home as much as I love this country. uh, Not for permanent. I'd love to come back. Um, But I haven't been home in about two and a half years. So it'll be nice to get back to Australia at some stage soon. So how often do you get to see your folks? Uh, I haven't seen my family for a long time. So uh, I haven't seen, I'm seeing my sister's uh, great timing in about nine days. Um, and then I'll get to see them for the first time in honestly over two and a half years. Um, so since that last time, I think in, I was saying to my sister the other day in the last five years, I've probably seen my family a total of about 14 days. So not a whole lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Australia is not just a place you can get in the car and ride up the road and go visit people. It's
2: particularly during COVID as well. And so being able to travel, um, we kind of, our, uh, Australia kind of time. They're COVID up a little bit different than America. Yeah. and It's just a little bit because it's so far away. So um, COVID restrictions have really limited that. Yeah.
1: So is it winter in Australia right now? It is.
2: It is. It's uh, apparently pouring with Pouring with rain. My brother's uh, expecting a baby, and he said he's scared almost to ride on the roads at the moment because there's so many trees that have fallen down.
1: So when it's nighttime here, is it daytime there?
2: Yes, it is. Yes. When I called him at 8 o'clock this morning, it was uh, 9 p.m. Uh, at night. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, being over here in Kentucky, in America, what's the biggest cultural difference you see here versus where you're from? <laughs> a lot of fat people. <laughs> um,
2: no, uh Honestly, like, there's not a whole lot. Uh, I would say um, you guys definitely get into your politics pretty heavily. We don't really do that as much back home. Um, Very patriotic people over here, which is great. It is a great country, and there's so many good things about it. But um, definitely you guys are pretty confident that you're number one by a long, long way. And uh, you you probably think you're number two, three, and four as well most of the time. Um but no it's awesome. I love being here and honestly it's it's there's so many similarities to Australia.
1: Um so even even with the schooling system like is it just kind of the same thing K through 12? It, it is. Um our education's all free
2: basically. Um so that's probably a slight difference. Uh, college has no sports. So college is purely for academics. Uh, And normally because of that, um, they're not really made for profit. So you kind of go there, get your education, get out of there. They're not... You know, there's no frat life. There's no sorority life. There's uh, no, like, come because our facilities are great. It's just, like, this is a great way to get educated, and then you can get out and out of there.
1: Okay, so you were, after your high school, you couldn't go to college to play football, so that's why you joined the Australian League. Uh, yeah, so, so it's different football. So it's Australian
2: Rules Football, if you want to Google it. Their finals are about to come up, so it's a great time to get a part of it. I think during COVID, there was about one week where, all sports in the world had shut down except for the Australian Football League. Oh, wow. And so people tuned in for about one week. Yeah. Um, but it, it used to be on ESPN when ESPN first came out. Mm-hmm. So lots of older Americans, when they actually like talk to me, will be like, I remember when AFL used to be on ESPN. <laughs> so um, Australian rules, very different. It's like a combination of basketball, soccer, uh, American football, um, lacrosse, like everything kind of put together. Full tackle, no pads, no helmet. Um, yeah, but slightly different. So if you want to look at it, you'd have to YouTube it.
1: Okay, so you're playing and you're you're thinking to yourself, okay, I want more. I, I want I want to further my career. You probably also want to get a little taste of that American college life. So when did Kentucky get on your radar? Um, so well, to be. To answer that, honestly, I I didn't, so
2: Australian football plays really well, Um, it's the biggest sport in Australia, Um, beats cricket, uh, beats any Olympic sport, beats basketball, beats soccer, all of them, biggest sport, so for me, I didn't want to leave, I got cut, so for me, it was, do I want to play semi-professional, or would I want to keep furthering myself? Well, I didn't know if I was going to get back in the professional league, and I heard about Um, some people coming over here and punting at college level and I was like well maybe I can give it a shot and see how I go, I didn't know if I was going to be good, bad or
1: indifferent and Luckily, it worked out. Can the professional players over in Australia though? Can they? Do they make the money like the players in the NFL make?
2: Um, no, but I would say average salary would be about three to four hundred thousand. Um, the best-paid players maybe would be on one and a half to two million. Um, so you know, not great without not being terrible. I mean, it's definitely enough, obviously, to live on easily, um, but not like you know, Patrick Mahomes-style money, no.
1: So when you were playing football, I read—now maybe this is true, untrue—that you were a tree—is it called a tree looper?
2: Uh tree lopper. tree, tree lopper. Okay, yeah.
1: well, what is that?
2: Okay, so when I finished—when I got cut, obviously I had to keep some money coming in, yeah. uh, particularly if I wanted to pay. Uh, we paid a bit of money to kind of join the program, come over here. I uh, didn't really— want to have a job while I was training. So I wanted to earn as much money as I could quickly. And one of my friends, uh, owns a tree lopping business, which is cutting trees down, basically. Right, right, right. And so I said, "Well, I'll jump in because I didn't really want to go to university or you know go do anything. I was just like, let me let me get outside and let me do something. So I cut trees down for about six to twelve months and loved it.
1: That's the dangerous, you know. That's the danger, the most dangerous like blue collar job ever. The, there was some there was some
2: injuries happened. <laughs> Thankfully, not for me. Yeah, uh, but there, no, for sure, um, it is. Uh, and I, but I love it though. Like I thought that was awesome and. Uh, I know how to fix
1: a chainsaw. I know how to do all those kind of things, which is nice. That is, that's that's pretty cool. Okay, I want to talk about a Pin It Deep podcast. Uh, this seems to be your new niche. I feel like that you enjoy it. You can tell it comes across when you're doing your shows. Uh, I've uh, recently just went back and started listening. I, I'm going to admit, I wasn't a big listener, but ever since I got familiar with who you uh, were over the last couple of weeks, I've just went back and just listened to these shows, and they are really funny. They're good. So how did this podcast, Pin It Deep, come about?
2: Um, I guess just out of boredom, honestly. Uh, I've been trying to make the NFL, obviously. Um, when I came out, I was highly projected. It didn't work out. I signed with the Denver Broncos. I was with Broncos during a preseason, got cut before the season started, and basically was sitting around waiting for my next opportunity and I couldn't really commit to a proper job because I don't know if I'm going to get picked up the next week, month later, year later, whatever it's going to be. So what can keep me busy and what do I like doing? Well, I don't think this, but my friends would say I like talking a lot. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I, I'd like to think that um, you know I talk about sports okay, um, but I also had a unique aspect where I was very close to lots of the guys on the team, the coaches... Um, and so I thought, you know, why don't I talk about Kentucky football this year? Now, I knew nothing about who covers it. To be honest, I'd heard of KSR, but I'd never listened to a radio show of theirs. I'd never listened to anyone's radio show. So I was like, well, maybe I'll be the only guy that's talking about it. I don't know. Because right. <laughs> like, still, it still blows my mind how much people love Kentucky football. So for me, it's just like just this thing that happens on Saturdays and it's whatever. But people love it. So I was like, well, maybe I can do that. So I uh, got in contact with Matt Jones Matt basically said, Well, what do you want to do? And I told him, Well, I'd like to do this. And he said, All right, well, give it a shot. And if you guys are terrible, I'm going to tell you you're terrible. And I'm not giving you a podcast. Right. So he basically had to do a tryout, which was hilarious. And uh, he's like, Yeah, you guys are all right at this. I'll give you a shot. So it's, since then, it's, it's gone really well.
1: I feel like being under his umbrella helps a lot too because KSR, it really, it the amount of listeners that that radio show gets is just, it blows my mind. So I'm assuming that your podcast gets like, like mass listeners?
2: Um, we do okay. Uh, definitely not as good as KSR. We did, for a little while, start up a petition of trying to get as many people call into Matt's show and tell him that our show is better than his, <laughs> um, which was very funny for a while, and then he basically just stopped taking those callers, um, because uh, we had, I think in my first couple of weeks, he was helping us obviously promote it. He said it once or twice, but also... I'm on there semi-regularly, um, hoping to be a bit more regular as we go, but um, we basically said, hey, call Matt up and tell him how good our show is compared to his, yeah. and because you know there's a love-hate relationship with Matt Jones in the state, and so people were very happy to call in and say, hey, Matt, your show isn't even close to Max's, and we thought that was so funny, and Matt wasn't happy about it.
1: Yeah, that that probably hurt his ego. So, um, if you do get on KSR more, it's going to be around football season, so So, what will you bring to that table that Matt and Ryan and Drew don't? Um, Some
2: footballing ability. Yeah. um, Yeah, Really? And some football, probably educated opinions that. uh, I mean, Matt's great, right? Uh, And Drew's great. But I guess just like an inside information of what's going on inside the locker room and a feel for if this happens, what does that actually feel like for the players? Because everyone can guess and. You know, as players, we got very frustrated sometimes of this is everyone's take. And we're like, that's not even close. Like, we don't think that. Like, you guys are guessing because you don't know what it feels like to be in a locker room. So, a little bit more insight of what it feels like to be a player um, for as little as I participated on the field. Um, but, and then, uh, hopefully just some insight and, you know, every now and then a funny story about something that they wouldn't know happened when we were, when I was at university of Kentucky.
1: Yeah. I, I would say that you'll bring a player perspective and it's amazing too, when Matt just mentioned somebody on that show, how much it just helps it's, it's promoting. I don't want to blow up his ego anymore <laughs> than what it probably already is, but the name pin it deep. I've been scratching my head as to where you came up with that. What does that mean? Uh, um, so we we, ca- we had lots of ideas um i think for a while
2: it was like um i can't remember exactly what it was but the uh what is it what's it called the uh not the algorithm what am i thinking about the uh formula maybe no when you break down words into just what they start with (laughs) that was it was gonna end not very well (laughs) um so we decided we couldn't go with that one um but pin it deep is basically when you when you're punting what you're trying to do is pin them deep Okay. So, you're trying to pin the ball as deep as you can on the field, so they have to start closer to their goal line. So, basically, pin it deep with obviously a play on words with plenty of things. That was what we went with.
1: Okay, and you got two co hosts. You've got Miles Butler and then Brent. Wayne Scott. Wayne Scott. Yeah. Sorry, Brent. That's okay. No, you can forget his name as many times as you want. <laughs> I was hoping Brent would join you today, but I guess he had better things to do. But you've got two co hosts. Uh, how did they become involved? Did you choose them personally to do this show with you? Me and Miles were great friends. So
2: um, me and Miles have always, you know, got along really well and I always thought if I'm going to run a show I'd like someone that I probably already have some rapport with. Um, Otherwise, it's tough, especially I would have thought through the first few weeks to kind of know what the other person's going to say or how they're thinking and what their strengths are. Um, Miles doesn't always talk a lot, but he's very funny when he does, and he's got some great takes that I genuinely agree with, so I like to be able to throw to him. And Brent basically just got told to, hey, you got to turn up and rec- help re- these guys record. They know nothing about recording or, or you know doing a podcast. And he was like... I don't want to do this. Like this would be another (laughs) couple guys that are terrible. Like he said that there's some guys that he has to do that for that. Just he's like, it's hard to listen to. Um, And then he turned up and we were like, so can is what we did? Like, can you put that together? And he's like, yeah, can I also be on the show? (laughs) And we're like, What do you mean? He's like, I think I could give a good fan perspective. I think you guys are missing, like, one more. And we were like, we're not, but okay. If you're (laughs) going to help us the whole time, then sure, jump in. And honestly, like, he he has a good fan perspective sometimes Mm -hmm. that we don't think of because we... Yeah. Which is great, but also he happens to be the brunt of a lot of our jokes. Brought on by himself, I must say, (laughs) when you forget equipment that (laughs) you're supposed to record with, or if you don't put a podcast out because you forgot, (laughs) then normally you're bringing it upon yourself. But I know he's great to have. And um, he actually kind of semi-hosted it last year just because I hated doing intros. Right. And so I just said, you do the intro, then I'll take it from there. I've tried to get better at that this year.
1: Why don't you like intros? You just feel like you stumble? It's just awkward to start off... when and you're
2: all sitting around
1: like what it, I did with you.
2: Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just an awkward thing to start off with and I yeah. never know what to say to start. And now I mean, obviously it's easy. Right. really but like for me i was just like well if brent gets it going then we're in the rhythm and then i can just take it from there no
1: i, I no i do understand that no i mean actually thinking about it it probably would have been more comfortable for everybody in the studio if I, if you would have just came in and i would have just started talking to you versus sitting here reading a intro and having you sit through it
2: uh, and our style of show of what we kind of wanted to do was a little bit um, and we don't go back and forth as much. We genuinely agree a little bit. But um, Skip Baylor, Shannon Sharp, where um, there's normally a host that throws them the subjects and then we debate them. And so it was kind of like Brent would... I'd give him the topics, and then Brent would be like, here's the topic, you guys talk about it, and then he'd come in every now and then.
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, it's, dude, it's great. It's working for you all, and I'm excited to hear more episodes. So the episode that I was on, was that the first episode of the this year's season? Yes,
2: it is. Yes. So that'll be the first one. We wanted to get the ball rolling, and what better way than someone that just completely hates Mark <laughs> Stoops. Um, so that was great. We wanted something that you know was going to be a little bit different, and we were honestly out of ideas. And until you came up and said hello, so that was great. Um, we think we're going to have a really, really good guest this year, which will be will help us. I mean, as popular as we were last year, you throw in a guest that may or may not be the quarterback of the team, then you're going to be helped a lot. So we're hoping we can get someone that's going to be great. Um, And that would be awesome for football fans to listen to. But also, just in general, if you want to have a laugh at things, we don't
1: talk X's and O's. It's just uh, a bit of football. Clearly, because when I was going on the show on Peanut Deep, I was sitting here thinking, oh, my God, they're wanting to talk brass tacks with me about football. And I host a show where I talk about, like, a topic might be, where's the most embarrassing place you've had to use the bathroom? It's like, I don't know football like that. But uh, it, it was very chill. Nothing is ever as bad as what you think it's going to be. Yeah. So when I got there, you guys were just very warm, and I mean, we had—I mean, poked fun a little bit, but it was all—it was all good, man. I really had a good time. It's probably the first time we've ever had to bring in any
2: sort of notes or stats because I just wanted to be able to reel <laughs> off some stats about stoops, and I've—I've ne- I've normally just made them up on the spot, which I made half of them up on the spot, honestly. <laughs> but like, it's the first time we've ever done that. And as you can say, we sit around, we have a few beers normally while we're doing it, and it's it's very relaxed, yes.
1: Right, right, right. Well, okay, so I want to talk about, just really quick, because I'm sure the, the listeners want to hear kind of uh, inside, behind-the-scenes scoop. So you obviously played for Kentucky for three years. Yes. And you were in the locker room. You, uh, you see what goes on that we don't get to see any funny crazy things you want to share maybe anything that that the fans might not know that you've never shared even on your own show and if it if you don't that's fine because i don't want to say anything that just
2: Yeah, Uh, I'm trying to think because we kind of, we we had all these stories when I first came on and now to put me on the spot, there's going to be a little bit tough. Um, Obviously had the story about almost killing our head coach, which was funny. I I guess one that we've told before that Kentucky people in general will probably not enjoy about me, but enjoy the story is um, when my career was finished, um, Mark invites some of the guys that he likes. Well, he likes all of us, but maybe a little bit more than some of the others over for a drink. And And so he
1: wouldn't have invited me. (laughs) uh,
2: And so I was lucky enough to, you know, get the invite, get the call up. And um, his little treat for us was he's bringing out a bottle of Pappy. Okay. Well, obviously, a bottle of Pappy is worth a little bit of money. And so everyone in Kentucky likes to think they're a bourbon connoisseur. And so all the guys are like, oh, yeah, I can taste the difference between, you know, Kentucky gentlemen or something like that, which is a complete lie. And I grabbed it and I just poured Coke in it. And he wasn't happy about it. Right. And I said, Coach, it doesn't matter. I don't – you could give me – I don't think there is anything better than Pappy, but you could find something better than Pappy. I'm just still going to put Coke in it. <laughs> it tastes the same regardless. And I'm sorry if Pappy wanted to give me a free bottle. Uh, and I've ruined that. But you could give me Kentucky Gentleman in a cup, and you could give me Pappy. I love both of them, but right. you've got to put some Coke in there.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. So, A lot of people argue and say you ruin the taste with adding any type of mixture.
2: But he's even got his own bourbon now, don't he? He does. He does. So um, he th- probably thinks he's, a, he's a, bit, a little bit better than Pappy now. But uh, it's, it's funny because he said, you're never having my Pappy ever again.
1: <laughs> well... Uh, that's that's hilarious. So do you watch Kentucky basketball at all?
2: Uh, a little. I uh, definitely have been onto it more since I've been on KSR a little more. So, um, yeah, for sure, trying to. Uh, don't really know a whole lot of the ins and outs and don't follow it until the season starts, to be honest. Yeah. You yeah.
1: think Cal's doing a good job here? <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, look, I think after the, watching last year, very disappointing, Lucy St. and Peters, obviously, um, do I think he's doing a good job? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think they're about to get, what, four of the top ten recruits or something again. I don't know. It gets said all the time. People right. love the basketball team way too much. I think for a basketball state that is as good at recruiting as what we should, we should have won more. Yeah. For sure. We should have won some national championships. Absolutely. I think every you could easily agree with that because yes. we do get the top talent. Yeah. Um. Now, it's hard when they're freshmen sometimes, but, um. I mean, he does a great job. I don't think you could recruit as well as he does without him. So you, they have to keep him, but it would be nice to win some more national championships. Championships, particularly because Lexington would be very fun if we did.
1: Oh my gosh, absolutely! I was here when they. I wasn't living here the last time they won, but I got to come and go to. I'm sure you've heard of the famous State Street. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I've not yet got to experience as a resident here. But, all right, Max, tell everyone where they can follow you on social media and how they can listen to the KSR Pin It Deep podcast.
2: Uh, Yeah, so you could find the Pin It Deep podcast, uh, firstly, on Twitter, at at Pin It Deep KSR. Um, We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all of them. Um, We should, if you type in Pin It Deep, it should come up. Um, we have links on our Twitter, all those kind of things, um, and my personal Twitter account. If you just want to yell at me, or if you want to send me any of your takes, uh, would I think is Max underscore Duffy. But uh, hopefully, if you just type in Max Duffy, it'll be somewhere near the top.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, you were a lot. You'll be a lot easier to find than your fans trying to find me. I tried,
2: So I actually tried to find you so I could tag you, and I tried. I typed in, and now I don't know if I screwed this up, but yeah. I typed in Adam Banks. I typed in off the cuff. And and I was scrolling, and I don't know if maybe I just missed a, a profile picture that I was supposed to see, but I I couldn't find it because I was going to tag you. Drew found it. I don't know okay. how he found it, but
1: he found me on Instagram. Which, which...
2: so Instagram, yes. So Twitter, I was looking, then I, yeah. I
1: couldn't I couldn't find no, it. No, I have man. It's because I'm so under the radar. <laughs> <If I'm, laughs> That's no, perfect though. That's perfect. It's uh, it's the, my all my social media plugs are the Adam Banks. Okay. Yeah, like I'm somebody. Yeah. But that I've got well, it. It's not a lie. <laughs> I mean, I mean, after your show, yeah. I mean. People are uh, seriously. People are asking me ever since I did it. Like, how did this even happen? And I tell them, I was like, honestly, I just met Max at an OVW wrestling show and started talking, and I, it just kind of happened.
2: Well, here's the thing as well. With our show, we don't we don't want you know the big stars. We're not trying to get Will Levis. We're not trying to get now. If we if they want to, we will do it. Right. But we had a show last year that was honestly almost our best show, and in, in terms of popularity and feedback, we talked about cows. For about 45 minutes with one of my friends that is a farmer. Right. Because I said, hey, i got no one this week. If you want to come on, I'm happy to talk cows with you for 45 minutes. And <laughs> it was a great conversation. We obviously talked a little football. Mm-hmm. But the, he was a farmer, and he's a beef farmer, and he didn't even know where, like, a New York strip, what part of the cow that comes from. So just little things like that. We we do throw in non-football topics as well.
1: Yeah. So I met you at the OVW Wrestling Show. So are you a wrestling fan, or was you just there to support Matt? Uh <laughs>
2: Nat had asked me about 250 times if I wanted to come to one, and I was sick of getting asked, so I'm like, yeah, I better go. Um, but no, I, I'd always wanted to go to one of his events because I'd heard different opinions, and I uh, just wanted to go there and have a good time. I took a few friends, as you would know, that yeah. decided to buy masks, and that was
1: a great night. Yeah, you, uh, they played, I think I met one Australian football player from Colorado. State. Yes, yes. yes he played. Uh I liked him a lot. He's doing equestrian stuff now, he said, here in yep, Lexington. Yep. So yeah, a lot you rode with some cool people. I was I'm surprised we hit it off so good, Max. I'm surprised we didn't go out for beers after that. Hey, exactly,
2: exactly. I would have been happy to go get a country boy <laughs> beer or something like that. I know we consumed a few of them while
1: we are watching. So, Well, maybe we can make that a plan in the future. We can have some pappies. Uh, with Coke, yes. <laughs> with Coke. All right. Well, Max Duffy, ladies and gentlemen, Max, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. No problem. Thanks for having me. Back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is back in the studio with me. Max was a funny guy.
0: I know, gave me the boot out of here, too. D- did
1: you enjoy the interview?
0: I did. I have to say, I love an Australian accent.
1: Yeah, hopefully, we could get Max back on the show. You
0: <laughs> like an Australian <laughs> I accent? I love an Australian accent. <laughs> I know, it was, it, I could, I could.
1: I can see why somebody like him does a podcast, because he's just pleasant to listen to.
0: Oh, I'd listen to him talk all day. Right, just read the phone book. (laughs) Just read the, I don't know about that.
1: (laughs) But thank you, Max, for coming on the show, and hopefully we can have you back. Hopefully... He can just be a friend of Off the Cuff now.
0: Well, we just aren't friends of Mark Stoops, but he can be a friend <laughs> of Off the Cuff. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've had a little bit of a
1: differ of a format. Usually we take commercial breaks, but we just let that interview just run uh, with no commercial breaks. So what we're going to do now is take Off the cuff Song of the Week, ladies and gentlemen. And I think this is a very fitting song because it represents our home place in Eastern Kentucky, and it is You'll Never Leave Harlan Alive by Brad Paisley. Enjoy. In the deep, dark hills of eastern Kentucky, that's the place where I trace my bloodline. Just thinking of how to get away. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Brittany Griner sentenced to nine years in Russian prison on drug possession charges. That's nine a, years? That's a long time.
0: Oh, my word.
1: President Biden says it is unacceptable. It is unacceptable. Russia is always detaining American people for way too long yeah for the wrong reasons she apparently was caught at the airport uh-huh. with some marijuana paraphernalia or I think it
0: was medicinal marijuana
1: mhm and that's against the law in yeah. Russia and they arrested her and now sentenced her for nine years. Here's what I have to say about that. First of all, that that is unacceptable. That's stupid.
0: That's harder than the punishments we have here. The,
1: the The fact, the fact that some states in this country you can legally go on the sidewalk and smoke it, and then and then at another country you're getting put away for nine years. It doesn't make sense. Come on. That is inhumane, I think.
0: Uh, for, for, I think, the, the drug of choice on this, I'm going to agree with you on that one. It, it's, it's, it truly is. Nine years is something
1: that somebody that does a really hard crime should mm-hmm. get. Oh,
0: absolutely. Not
1: smoking pot. Not medicinal cannabis. No. And what blows my mind about it is Brittany Greiner had a prescription mm-hmm. to have this. Yes. Now, that doesn't make it legal still. So she still broke the law, but she said her intention was not to break the law. I think Russia always just feels like they have something to prove. (laughs) I I don't know what it is. The White House has said that they are working on a potential prisoner exchange with Russia to bring Greiner and another American imprisoned in the country back in the U.S. So a prison exchange is, you give us Brittany, we'll give yeah. you one of your prisoners back.
0: It's like we're doing like just a normal exchange. Like, here, I'll give you two oranges for an apple. Like, these are human beings' lives. But they
1: love, they these Russians love the fact <laughs> that they get to detain Americans, especially Americans who are wealthy, Yeah, who have kind of a lavish lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Because, like LeBron James, could you imagine what Russia would do to him if they got him? (laughs) They would put him away for 20 years. Oh, my word. And the thing is, is there's nothing, there's no amount of pull that you can, can have to get out. You've got the president on your side. How much more power do you need than that? No, well, they're only,
0: you're only powerful here, you know. You're not powerful in
1: Russia. Do you remember the guy who went to North Korea, stole a sign from a hotel, yeah. and was sentenced to five years hard labor? What? Yes. They worked him so hard, yeah. he, he died.
0: Oh, my God. He
1: died. Trump tried to get him home. Yeah. A lot of people tried to bring him home. They couldn't get him. Wow, and and it, it was something so silly as stealing a signed from a hotel room.
0: Okay, note to self, don't steal in North Korea and don't take marijuana to Russia. Yes. Okay, <laughs>
1: and noted. Why anybody wants to go out of the country and break, don't act a fool out, no. outside of the country.
0: No, absolutely not, but man, those are some heavy sentences to carry for those types of crimes. It says
1: here that Russian prosecutors had asked the judge during closing arguments to sentence Griner to nine years and six months in prison just below the maximum Allowed sentence of ten years. The prosecution also asked that Griner was fined one million rubles, which is sixteen thousand six hundred dollars in, in the United States. So, <laughs> so they wanted her to have the max. Yeah, the max. Now imagine Not the max. Imagine how people's demeanor and people's behavior in America would change if we were that harsh with our punishments. Oh,
0: no way. It's no a, way. It's a
1: little ridiculous. We as human beings are flawed, very, and we're going to mess up. So it doesn't make sense for when we slip and mess up, whoops, mm-hmm. that you put us away for ten years. No, in America we have such a thing called probation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> house arrest. We, we,
1: we, we give you we give you second chances. Yes, it sounds like over there. No, and especially if you're an American, they want to make an example out of you.
0: No, oh, absolutely. We know this is politically driven.
1: Oh, one thousand percent it's political driven and and it's just it's unfortunate
0: but over a little, little devil's lettuce we'll pot nine years that's a long time that's a long time I hope it was good
1: what? <laughs> well ladies and gentlemen that's about all we've got for today's episode of Off the Cuff. I want to thank Max Duffy for stopping by and doing an interview. He was fantastic. Amber, as always, thank you for being here. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at the Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host Amber at Amboo447 on Insta. You can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. We release new episodes live every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on Radio Lex WLXU 93.9, which means we will be back next week from 4 to 5. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I am Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road. I want to wish my buddy son a very happy birthday. Today is his birthday. He is five years old. Cannon, happy birthday, man. I can't believe I forgot that. So I hope that you heard it and you didn't just turn it off when I announced the ending of the show. But happy birthday, my man.